0: Hi, mamas Or mamas to be I'm Kayla. And I'm Tara. And welcome, welcome to Motherhood, motherhood Leaked. Leaked. We're two first-time mums leaking unfiltered tales of motherhood. Being there, getting there, and possibly getting lost along the way. Let's, Let's chat. chat. Making tains wearing. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another week of Motherhood Leaked. I am half your host, Tara. Well, I'm not half a host. I'm a host. But Kayla and I, unfortunately, could not get together this week. Um, the universe is just not on our side at the moment our schedules are not aligning i have been away for a few weeks and kayla has been super busy so here i am again going solo you're going to have to put up with my sultry tones for another week um on my own so hopefully next week we will be back to normal programming and kayla and i will be having our conversations but i decided this week that i could chat about traveling with a toddler Um, I've just gotten back from a family holiday, so I thought it's a great time to have a chat about, um, the joys of traveling with toddlers. (laughs) And maybe before I get into that, I will give you a quick update on my pregnancy. So I'm currently about, how am I, 15 weeks. I, um, had my 13 week scan. Everything's all good. Um, I think I've mentioned it before. I'm not going to find out the sex of the baby. People keep asking me, but I am not going to find out pressure does not bother me um people are so surprised that i am not finding out especially being my second i guess um i did have a dream that it was a boy it was a very vivid dream um so i am leaning that way um but i do not know what i'm having good news is that i got back into the um the mgp program and the midwife program um and i will have the same midwife that i had the first time around with Bo. so i'm pretty excited about that because um yeah just excited that you know I should have the same person delivering my second baby and I have already discussed I've had a few hospital discussions over the phone and I feel like I've had so many more appointments this time around don't know if that's because last time was like we were you know in the brink of not in the brink we were like in the middle of COVID should I say so um, they might have been less and maybe my brain's just fried and I can't remember because it was so foggy but I just, yeah, I just don't remember there being as many appointments. So I have been discussing, so because I had a grade three tear with my um, first birth, I had the option to kind of go back and have a C-section. Um, I can choose to do that It's um, if I want. Uh, I know my doctor did kind of recommend it at the start when we were chatting. Uh, but given, I think, the percentage of me having another major tear roughly i'm not a doctor but um this is just what through some of the research i have done uh, it's about five to seven percent um i know it's under ten percent so that's the chance of me having another large tear um i'm thinking because it's already torn before maybe it'll be stretched out i don't know if there's anything um behind that that's just maybe wishful thinking but um i think when i've kind of weighed up the risks um I'm, I think I've mentioned it before, I don't like needles. The thought of surgery scares me. I obviously had to have surgery last time after the birth. And, um, you know, in my mind, I had a really positive birth kind of up until the aftermath when I had to go through all the surgery stuff and everything I went through postpartum. So in my mind, I, for me, I think I want to kind of risk the go the natural, you know, um, vaginal route again. I probably can't have a water birth this time around um, just because they're going to have to keep an eye on me a bit more closely um, just to make sure I'm not pushing against my body, which I believe I was doing last time. Um, But I just think like there are so many risks that come along with C-sections and my hat's off to anybody who's had one because it is major surgery. So for me, I think I'm going to try look at the end of the day, whatever I need to do, I need to do. So um but my birth part of my birth map which Kayla and I've discussed before and I really liked what how Kayla explained it instead of like having a plan part of my birth map will be to try and aim for vaginal birth um unless I'm having a Dwayne Johnson size like the rock size baby um and it was really funny cuz I know in one of my first first scans the lady said to me oh was Bo a big baby and I was like oh no he was just you know pretty average um And she's like, oh, because this one's showing big or something. And I thought that was so odd because this was early on. I think this was one of my first scans. And then in my last scan that I had at the hospital, the lady, I said, is there like a way of knowing? Because then it like put this fear in my mind of like, well, if I have a big baby, then I'm going to be ripped uh, apart again. So... Like, it, it did worry me a little bit. Um, so the, I did ask the scanner the next time. She's like, look, it's way too early to say whether you're having a big baby or not. She said, but we adjust at this stage. We just adjust the um, your due date accordingly. It's not like I have an abnormally big baby. Um, she just said we adjust the due date. And then obviously, if I'm worried, like they measure you. They do those, I think it's fondle measurements where they measure your belly. So if they think my baby is going to be extra huge or something, um Yeah, but these are all the thoughts that I guess are coming into my mind now when I'm trying to think of my birth map. Um, At the end of the day, like I said, as long as the baby's safe, whatever I need to do, I will do. Um, But I'm a bit of a chicken and the thought of uh, having a C-section scares me. Um, So hats off to anybody who has gone through that. And then has to, you know, especially second child too, you have to look after a toddler afterwards. I can't even imagine uh, second pregnancy this time around I must admit sometimes I forget I'm pregnant um, the first pregnancy I was you know all had all this time in the world to think about it uh, now when you're chasing a toddler around I, I do forget from time to time so I have to stop and remember to uh, still look after myself uh, because when you're looking after a toddler sometimes we forget that so that is my pregnancy update um, yeah so I'm feeling good. There's no morning sickness. I have a few food aversions. Um, the thought of chicken kind of makes me sick, which is funny because we're having chicken tonight. But um, apart from that, I'm obsessed with pickles. I've been eating like sweet gherkins and things, um, which has made Bo obsessed with pickles, which is really weird because I didn't think he'd like them, but he's now obsessed and asks for pickles every day, which is quite funny because I'm quite happy to have them. Um, is there anything else I'm really eating? No. I mean, I'm still craving like sweet stuff, I guess, um, like juice and things. Like I'm always thirsty. I'm drinking a lot, a lot of water because I just feel thirsty all the time. So the thought of a nice fresh juice makes me happy. So that's it. That's my pregnancy update and my update um, for the last few weeks. Moving on to the subject today, traveling with toddlers. So I'm going to set the scene for this time around because we recently went on a our annual family holiday to Marimbula. Bo and I went. Brenton had to stay and work, which he usually does. So off we went, um, Bo and I. I had booked, so our family holiday is always to a place on the south coast of New South Wales called Marimbula. I have been going here pretty much since I was born. I think that's actually the year they started going or the year after. So, you know, 21 years. <laughs> Not really. It's been like 37. So a very long time. And um, it's really great because all of our aunties and uncles and um, our cousins and their kids come. And it's just a really great time to catch up with family. And I'm really grateful that we can still make it down there because it is a bit of a journey. Brent and I drove it one year. It was about 17 hours. Um, I definitely wasn't doing that with Bo, especially on my own. So we decided to fly. Usually last year I flew into Canberra. And then it's a three-hour drive from Canberra. So that was pretty straightforward. I mean, it was long, but he was a bit younger then, so he slept a lot more. So, um, that was not too bad. He's pretty good. He was good in the car. I remember he slept in the car. I didn't sleep much on the plane, but he did sleep in the car, so that was a bonus. And I think it's an only an hour and an hour and a half plane flight, so even that's not too bad. And I'm going to preface this whole thing with by saying I haven't done any major long-haul trips with Bo on a plane. I am not game to I have some friends um, who are going back to the UK this month and next month with their toddlers um, and my hat's off to them and anyone who has travelled long-haul flights and things with um, toddlers because this is mainly, we've travelled a few times quite a lot interstate and I can't imagine travelling further than that. As much as I love travel, I think I still have to hold off for a few years until he's actually interested in the iPad. So... In saying all that, um, we go to fly out. Brenton. I ended up booking. I just wanted to get the the most straightforward way. So I thought, well, if we just get there, we'll catch two flights in one day, which I was already regretting. So the first flight was to Sydney. And then Sydney, we could get a direct flight into Marimbula, which um, scared me a little bit because I don't love flying. And the second flight I knew would be a smaller plane. Um, so I was already like had a bit of anxiety about that. And I don't think I slept for three days worrying about the propeller plane that we will be landing uh, in maroomula on but the timing worked out well we would have got there at like 1 p.m um so i'm like well that works out. at least we just get straight there and then on the way home i'm like we'll just go to canberra i'll stay there a night because i really like canberra it's a really nice city just to wander around uh and then i can relax and we'll fly out the next day they were my big big plans <laughs> so branton wasn't working on the monday that we're meant to fly out so i'm like great he can drop us off at the airport there's one thing solved So the airport is about, I think, 45 minutes from our house. Um, And our flight was leaving at about 8 in the morning, I think, around that time. So, you know, peak hour, of course. And then the um, drive there is actually a bit longer. So we drive to the airport. And Brenton knows I'm a bit anxious because I don't like flying. Um, And (laughs) get to the airport. And as I'm walking through the door, it looks really busy. Like, busier than normal. I'm like, geez, it's so busy in here. And Brenton turns around to me. He's like just take a breath, don't stress, everything's gonna be fine. As we get closer, I flew, I was flying Jetstar, because I had all these points, so I used some points, and as I got closer to the departures area, everyone was clumped around. It was chaos, and I'm talking thousands of people, no one was entering, because I was like, the security is really quiet, that's weird, but they're like, everywhere else was just insane, and then Brenton turned around to me. He's like, okay, maybe start stressing. Then when we looked around, there was all the computer screens just had Gold Coast Airport on them. Uh, There was no like Jetstar, Virgin, Qantas, all that kind of stuff. People were like milling about, uh, complaining, looking stressed. Uh, And then so I started to panic a little bit, thinking what's going on here? Like this is bigger uh, than just your average Jetstar delay or flight cancellation, so oh, i start speaking to a few people and they're like oh the airport systems are down and i'm like okay the whole airport and they're like yeah so the whole airport gold coast airport the whole the system had gone down technology not working they were trying to manually um check people in while well, Jetstar, i think were the only people who were doing it trying to because they had a flight leaving four hours to sydney so they were manually trying to check people in for that flight which can, can imagine it was taking forever So everyone was just told to wait um, and see what happens. And then I, of course, I was stressed. If I hadn't have had the connecting flight, I probably wouldn't have been stressing as much. But the fact that I think we would have arrived in Sydney at 10 and our flight was meant to leave at 12, I was already kind of pushing it. And flying Jetstar too, I was thinking, well, we're going to be delayed, so it's going to take forever Anyway so i did approach somebody and i was like all the news crews started showing up because it was just i'm talking chaos like i've never seen anything like it the fact that a whole airport can shut down over a tech technology failure their computer system not working baffles me in this day and age and it wasn't just for like half an hour this went on all day like apparently no i think one flight left um gold coast airport on that day (laughs) there was news crews there it was just like yeah insane so I went up to speak to one of the Jetstar people just to say, look, I just want to know what's going on. Like, will I'm assuming the flights will be delayed. I'm on a connecting flight. Do I need to ring them? And they're like, oh, yeah, there's definitely going to be a delay. We just don't know any more than that. The system's been down since about 4 a.m. By this stage it was 7-ish, I think. Um, and they're like, there's no, like, no one's got any idea what's going on or when it will be back up and running. So we're trying to keep Bo busy at this stage. Um taking him outside one one at a time, I'm just waiting in line, hoping that something will happen and we'll, you know, be given more information. And then I get a text from Qantas because I actually booked my flights through Qantas. So the flight I get, um, the flight, the text I get from Qantas is, oh, your flight has been cancelled. We're really sorry. Um, please go speak to a, you know, a member at Jetstar and they'll be able to help you. So I was like, oh, great. Okay. At least we knew I'd rather know than like be standing around all day, not knowing. So I went up to one of the ladies at Jetstar who had like, they were amazing. I felt so sorry for the staff because it wasn't their fault. They didn't know what was going on. Everyone's asking them questions and getting frustrated at them, but they were actually doing a really good job. So I went up and spoke to one of the girls. I'm like, Oh look, my flight's just been canceled. And she's like, Oh, what flight? And I said to Sydney and she goes, Oh, we haven't been told that yet. (laughs) So apparently Qantas find out before Jetstar even find out that their own flights canceled. Um, and I'm like, okay. So I go back and wait in line with Brent because they're like, we can't tell you anything. They say we think it's been cancelled, and then I'm confused, thinking it might not be cancelled. Um, so it was just all up in the air. We we're waiting there for out like a couple of hours, and then I get back to Brent and I'm like, look, well, I'm not definitely not making the flight today, like the second flight. So I'm like, maybe we should just hit the road, call it a day, and I'm gonna have to rebook flights. Hopefully, I can just get on the same flights tomorrow. And he's like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Um, so I head. we just like grab our stuff, leave, um, in Brenton's rage. Cause he hates, Brenton hates traveling and stuff like this obviously doesn't help. So he throws my, um, suitcase into the car in a fit of rage in the boot. Um, Beau is actually being amazing at this stage. Like he is just like, I couldn't even believe how good he was being. Um, the fact that he's been dragged in the car out, you know, we are just trying to keep him happy. He had plenty of snacks, so that was good. Um, and thank god we had the pram as well um and then so we had to drive home which took about an hour and a half to get home because traffic was just mayhem in that car drive i was trying to call the jet star people corners people just to try and let them know i'm not going to make my connecting flight and then she the jet star lady's like okay so we're going to get you there um you know we'll try tomorrow all the flights are booked out so we can't get you there tomorrow but maybe, um, you know, I can find another way. And I'm like, yeah, look, anything, just let me know what's going on because I just need to, you know, in this, you know, when you've got the idea of going on a holiday in your head and then you've got to deal with all this and then you're driving home again, it's so depressing. Um, So she's on and off the phone to me and then she goes, okay, yep. Um, So we've got you booked on another flight. Um, Oh, that's left. And I'm like, okay, that's great. I didn't, you know. No one told me I was booked on that flight. First of all, it was the flight that was meant to leave before our one. And it's the only flight I think that left the Gold Coast that day. So they would told me about an hour and a half after the fact that they booked me on that flight. Um, and I probably could have got through if maybe Jetstar knew that the flight was cancelled. Anyway, I'm like, look, that's not going to work because i am already left the airport and the flight's gone. What else can we do? And she's like, look, it's just not – I don't just don't know how we're going to get you there in the next couple of days. Um, Maroombula is obviously this little town. It's only got a very tiny airport, so there's not flights there all the time, which is fine. I'm like, well, I'm happy to go to Canberra, just like whatever you can find. Due to the whole day being ruined, no one getting flights, obviously obviously everything was kind of booked out. So there was just no hope of me getting anywhere at this stage. So I just said, like, let's see what you can do. Give me a call back. If not, I will just um, get a refund on all my points and i will rebook with someone else she's like yep no worries <laughs> then she calls me back like an hour later she's like okay i've found some things for you i'm like great She just so it's three flights and i'm like okay um <laughs> yep i don't know how it's gonna be three flights and she goes so the first one's to sydney um second one's to auckland then back to canberra and then to marimbula or was it sydney marimbula i don't even know but i was like uh first of all i'm traveling with a toddler which i think i've mentioned I'm not going to do an international flight to get back to somewhere that I could drive to in 17 hours. Um, so it was just oh, baffled me. Anyway, we got I got the refund and everything and I was looking through every airline trying to figure out how to get there. Nothing to Maroombula, even to Sydney, couldn't get there. So I'm like, okay, we'll just aim for Canberra. Um, Virgin had a flight, I think, the next day. And then I'm like, instead of leaving from the Gold Coast, I'll check Brisbane flights. And Brisbane's probably 20 minutes further than Gold Coast for us. So I was like, let's just do that. And then I found a flight from Brisbane. It was leaving at friggin' like six in the morning, so early. But I just didn't care at that stage. I just wanted to get there. And then my dad had agreed to come pick me up in Canberra. So I'm like, perfect. That works out really well. I can, you know, relax for the afternoon. As depressing as it is to be home still, um, we'll figure something out. And then I was like lying there for a while. Bo and I had a nap because we both had been up since really early. So um, then when I woke up, I'm like, you know what? I've got some more Qantas points why don't I just book a hotel in Brisbane because otherwise like our flight was literally leaving at six I think so we would have had to be up at three some ridiculous hour I'm like why don't I just book an airport hotel in Brisbane there'll be a pool we can hang out for the afternoon Brenton had to work on Tuesday so we couldn't hang out all night but he could come with us and we could have like a nice little staycation um at a hotel near the airport so Bo and I can just get up in the morning and it's really easy (laughs) that was my plan so Brent's like, Alright, let's do that. So we pack poor Bo up in the car again after his nap, he's all refreshed, get him a smoothie so he's ready to go. Jump in the car and we do our hour drive to Brisbane. Bro was awesome. like usually Bo in the car sometimes, especially long distance, and every time Brenton's in the car he seems to play up a bit. But Bo was being really good. Like there was just something in the water that day and he just knew that he had to like cop it on the chin and we were just singing along to baby shark and all that fun stuff. So we get to Brisbane. Um, you know, the first thing I checked about this hotel was like, check the pool because I'm like, well, that's what we want to do. It's stinking hot as it always is here at the moment. Get to the hotel. Not a bad room. It's not like it's an airport hotel, so it's pretty basic. But um, it will do. We're packed up, checked in, all ready to go. Booked a shuttle for like five in the morning. Then uh, we're like, let's get our bathers on, and go to the pool. Like we've had a big day. Let's just go and relax by the pool. So we get dressed, we walk um up to or we'll go up to level nine, wherever the bloody pool was, get outside and start to see cones everywhere. And then we realise that the pool is empty, completely empty. It actually looks like a swamp and looks like it hasn't worked in ten years. And then there's a sign on there saying, oh sorry, pool maintenance, pool clothes for maintenance. Now, there was no mention of this pool being closed and because if one thing I looked at was what the pools were like at the three hotels that I had to choose from, there was no mention that the pool wasn't open. Um, it looked, like I said, it had not been opened for quite some time and it was stinking hot. like You can imagine by this stage, Brenton and I were just like, we didn't know whether to laugh or cry. Um, and then in the meantime, when Brenton had got our bags out of the car, Brenton had realized that the handle on my suitcase, it's quite a large suitcase, the handle wasn't pulling up. And he's like, it's broken. And I'm like, well, how did it break, Brenton? Um, and then when he got up to the room and tried to fix it, he's like, oh, no, it's like bent. And I'm like, well, it wasn't broken when we left the airport. And he's like, yeah, no, it was. And I'm like, mm, thank God for social media because later on I was like, this is proof that my bag was not broken when I put it in the car. I think it's when Brenton threw it in in a fit of rage he broke my bag. So the only bonus out of this story is he owes me a new suitcase. Anyway, we were just like, we didn't know what to do, honestly. There's like a DFO directly across the road from this um, hotel. So we went across the road and literally walked around the shops. Like there was this a park, they call it, which was not amazing. Bo ran around and, you know, survived for a few hours. And we got um, room service and that was a highlight. Bo was loving his steak and chips. <laughs> so, yeah. At the end of the day, we were just like we'll make do. But I was just so annoyed that this hotel felt like I'd been ripped off, and I didn't even bring it up with the hotel because I was just too angry by that stage. Um, and I will just leave them a review saying I'm not happy, Jan So Brenton leaves for the night. We have a shocker of a sleep because I didn't get. Um, they put a baby's the portacot in the room, but anyone who has used a porticot before knows that unless you've got an additional mattress, they are so hard. Bo will not sleep on it. Let's be honest. So. That um, he just slept in the bed with me. I pushed the bed towards the wall. He slept on one side and he was just on one. Like, you know, when they just don't stop talking, he was singing, like, he just sat up, like, it was eight o'clock or something. I was going to bed early because we had to be up at four or something. So he's lying down next to me and then he just sits up and he's like, Muffin Man, the Muff. Starts singing the Muffin Man song, which he's heard twice. So I don't even know what, why it came into his mind. <laughs> and he was just yabbering and he just would not settle. Like, it was a shocking night's sleep. He was like on me, off me, on me. This is why we don't co-sleep because we're just not made for it. Some people I know it works really well for. Bo and I, we both need our own space. He really likes his cot and I'm happy with that because I like him being in his cot. So not only did I have hardly any sleep, but we got up next morning, got to the airport. It was all actually very nice. The shuttle was on time. Bo woke up in a really good mood. Um, Everything was ready to go. Got to the airport on time. Our flight was on time. Get to Canberra and I swear to God I could kiss the ground. Bo, now, with Bo on a plane, I must admit, like, I'm going to sound like a bit of a wanker. He's been on quite a few flights. Um, I think this is his eighth flight on the way home. Um, And we're very, very lucky. I've used mostly, like, I use a lot of points and things like that. But one of the rules, um, I guess, for Brenton and I living up in Queensland, and Brenton, you know, loves it up here as well. But I was always like, well, I want to be able to make sure I get to see my family. And especially while Bo is free to fly, we have traveled quite a lot. And can I just say, he is an awesome traveler, like so far so good. Toddlers are like time bombs, I know. So he has had eight good flights, um, I'm happy to say. Um, But I know that like every flight I'm just waiting for him to have that tantrum because toddlers, you know, have tantrums over the slightest thing. So we're very lucky that it hasn't happened. And as I've said earlier, we've only taken shorter flights. So an hour and a half, um, two hours max is the flight time that we've done. So um, that's what I'm the experience I'm speaking from here. He likes the plane. I always talk about it a lot with him. And even two weeks before we were even going to Marumbular, I was like, we're gonna go on a plane, see Nan and Pop. And then that became his story. <laughs> so he would go to Kinder and after I'd pick him up and they'd be like, So you're going on a plane, to see Nan and Pop and I'm like, Oh, he's told you, has he? Literally, he repeated that nine million times a day. So like he was getting that in his head every time he saw a plane, he'd be like, Nan and Pop, we're going on a plane. Uh, and he loves planes. So yeah, he does, you know, get excited at the airport, loves watching the planes, love being on the plane. Um, and most of the time is um, really good. So he was really, it was a good flight. He didn't sleep, obviously, because he'd just woken up. It was early. But I thought that'd be good because we had a three-hour drive, or so we thought, from Canberra Airport to Marimbula. Now, Dad, my dad's done this drive before. We did it last year. Uh, you know sat nav and everything these days it's all pretty straightforward and i'm like oh god the traveling like crap is out like it's so straightforward we're going straight to marimbula <laughs> dad picks us up bo is so excited to see him he's um just runs to his arms it was really cute get in the car um start driving dad puts the directions into his satnav. we're driving for maybe like an hour and then i'm just like i feel like we're on the back roads dad like i said to him at the start oh i really feel like mac as i'm really hungry and he goes, oh, there's one just down the road, one of the big towns. But the sat-nav had kind of taken us behind, like through the, um, the back roads and not through the main town. And so he pulled over at one stage and I got into drive. And he said, do you want to go back through the town to get Maccas because it's just back there? Or do you want to keep going? And I'm like, look, if it's sending us this way, we'll just go this way. Um, I can get Maccas somewhere else. or we'll just get something to eat or coffee, or whatever, later. So we get in the car. We keep going you know, another half hour or something, and then we hit a dirt road, turning us on to literally looks like Farmer Ted's driveway. And I'm like, Dad, this does not seem right. Like, this should be a straightforward drive on mainly freeways. I don't, like, I'm confused. And he's like, no, no, I remember, like, I'm like, did you drive on dirt roads on the way here? And he's like, no. He said, but there's a lot of roadworks. He's like, so maybe it's taking us a back way um, to, you know, to, cut, to get around the roadworks. And I'm like, well, that's a bit odd. Like, surely it's just leading us to Ivan Balat or something. Like, this was middle of nowhere. I said, let's put in our nabs. We need to get back on, like, a main road or find where we're going because I feel like we're lost. Yeah, yeah, we'll have a look. Anyway, we're both with Optus. Fair to say neither of our phones were working at this stage because we'd driven too far into the middle of freaking nowhere. So after, the like, the previous day <laughs> I had had, Honestly, I was just like, "Why did I bother coming? I should have just gone and stayed at a hotel on the Gold Coast. Would have been a lot easier." Um, and Dad's like, "It's fine. Like, it's Google's fault. We'll get we'll get back to where we need to go." So we end up driving, like we're trying to follow signs by this stage because neither of our phones um, are working. So we drive back through um, a small town and try. I'm sorry, I know I'm going on, but this is how long the trip was. Like you can only imagine. Bo was being amazing. He did sleep for forty five minutes thank the lord um by this stage i was driving and we get to this tiny little town and there's a van there like a little caravan and they're selling coffee it was like this cool little coffee van in the middle of nowhere like a few little houses like you're in a farm town we got in there via dirt road stop and this girl was amazing first of all the coffee was really good um we had some banana bread and a breast and like a rest sorry didn't have a breast (laughs) um and she kind of gave us directions because we still didn't have reception back to where we needed to be uh, we'd gone like an hour past where we were meant to be so the three-hour drive from the airport to canberra turned into like four and a half hours nearly five hours poor beau by this stage he was being really good he started to get grumpy towards the end but he was being really good this girl gave us directions anyway we got back we got to marimbula eventually but that's just my story of traveling and this is why one of my biggest things when traveling with toddlers is you just have to be flexible You can't always do that because toddlers, like, they're not. They're on their own little timelines and, you know, routine and all that kind of stuff. Bo was amazing. When I travel with him, there's nothing that's out of bed. Like, no rules. He can have his dummies. Usually he only has dummies when he is sleeping or traveling. Have them all the time, mate. You want your dummies? Here's three. Have them all. So on the plane, he's the same. And I find, like, the good thing about him still having dummies, I know I have to get rid of them eventually, but, like, I'm rue the day because on the plane it's really good for his ears this is the first flight Our flight to from Brisbane to Canberra was the first time he said to me ears ears like it looked like he was in a bit of pain um and I was like he guessed once he started he said I was sucking your dummy which he was very happy to do once he started doing that he was fine um but yeah definitely no rules so we eventually got to Mirabelle we had a great family trip um but from all of our flights and things, there are a few things that I always do with Beau. Um, and, you know, now I'm finally getting to the nitty gritty. Sorry, that was just my story that kind of felt like it went on forever. But um, just goes to show you that anything can happen. We So one of my top tips, I always get him something new. Like I go to the reject shop and buy like a fidget toy or something that I know he'll fiddle around with for like 10, 15 minutes, <laughs> maybe 20 Um So that's always something I pack in the bag that he hasn't seen before. Like I like, you know, a surprise toy or something like that, that he can play with that he's never seen before. So that's one thing I'd pack in his bag. Um, Also, I usually pack one of those little books that you can, um, the magic marker pens or something. They're like tiny, tiny, fit into your bag nicely. They're really light. And they can't draw over everything but it works on the page so um, Bo's usually impressed with that for another 10 minutes so there's another 10 minutes gone I must admit usually my top tip is to book if your child still your baby still sleeps and has naps I always try and book my flight around his nap time so he will sleep Um, this time I wasn't too worried because I just wanted to get there and he I wanted him to sleep in the car as well I preferred him to sleep in the car because it was a longer trip Um, But usually he's been pretty good um, and will sleep on the plane if it's around nap time or about an hour afterwards so that he's really tired. Um, So yeah, booking flights around nap time is um, another big one. Obviously, that's hard to do when you're doing long haul trips and things like that. But I know friends um, have done overnight trips to try and get them to sleep as long as they can. Um, We also, one of my other big things is obviously you've got your hands full when you're trying to carry a toddler. And all your stuff as well. Um, I have a backpack. I usually have a backpack with like 900 compartments. And then inside my backpack, I have like Bo's little kinder backpack. And I pack everything in that backpack in Bo's kinder backpack that I can just pull out um, and chuck on the seat and keep with me. So I usually have like two nappies. I used to only have one. And then one flight, Bo did have two massive blowouts. And so I spent majority of the flight just going up and down to the toilet. Um, and I always, for that reason, I do carry a change of clothes with me um, because he pretty much sat through me and all oh, well, his pants and then mine as well. It wasn't a good look. Um, so, But it's just handy to have the other bag. It's got his little toy in it that he hasn't seen before. It's literally got all the snacks. So I carry, like, I don't even care, like, usually i'm not even going to say i'm like a natural like organic person like all that kind of stuff he eats pack of food let's be honest not all the time but i do allow it um and like i said about the no rules when you're traveling he can have whatever he wants at whatever time in the morning so for the flight he loves those yogurt drop things um so i take lots of those um i take like just little snacky things that he can eat he loves apples He's obsessed, now that he's been seeing The Muffin Man, especially now I get it, he's obsessed with muffins. And I know on the flight back from Canberra to Gold Coast, I got him like a blueberry muffin or something. And it took him like 20 minutes to eat. So it passed a lot of time. Uh, so that was a really good idea. <laughs> but yeah, definitely pack all the snacks, um, a new toy, something to draw with. Um, I wish he was more interested. He does like the iPad a little bit doesn't keep him for long um i do make sure i download a few things before i leave the house so downloading um the wiggles is always a number one priority and like the gruffalo because they go for about 25 minutes so they pass a bit of time he doesn't like earphones though but i found that he's still willing to watch a bit of the show especially if he's tired and he knows those shows off by heart so he's willing just to watch it on the screen even without the sound or I'll hold my headphone kind of near his ear a little bit so he can kind of hear what's going on. Um, that passes a little bit of time. I do fa- I did download a couple of apps, um, which I'm going to tell you about because I researched like I think the first time when we were traveling. Um, and you want apps that are going to work obviously offline. Um, so there's a company called Bimi Boo. I'm going to link, I'll put this all in the um, information. But they do a couple of free apps. One's called Learning Games. And in the Learning Games one, there's like four free, um, four or five free option games. And then you can buy the rest. And there's also the Bimiboo Drawing for Kids, which is just like having literally like you've got a coloring book and they can use their finger and choose different colors. So Bo, he will play with them occasionally. He's not like a massive um, iPad fan, but he will. It will pass a bit of time. So I recommend those two apps. The learning games one, there's like a little train um, one that is good with like for colors and Bo actually requests that game. He's like the train game, train game. Uh, and then there is another app which is actually really educational and I enjoy and it's called Khan Kids and that's spelled K-H-A-N, kids, I'll link it like I said in the um, description. And that is also a good one that works offline. They do have a few things that are online only but you can actually go, there's an option in their library to search for offline um, activities and things so that is another option to download those games um, and just make sure you've got some shows downloaded and that's all prepared and make sure it's all charged up that is very important um, i did in the car we used it a little bit too like i sat in the back with him and held it because we don't have like a special holder or anything it was my dad's car uh, i did get a tip from like instagram or tiktok thank you TikTok. um which gives you like now don't recommend this because it's like it's not safe at all um but i know someone was explaining it it's the a4 like sheets of paper like sheets plastic sheets that you used to put like files and things in filing files i don't even know what they're called uh, and you can like hang them on the back of the seat and put the seat heads through the holes in the filing areas and then slide the ipad in there and it's like an ipad holder like i said if like you were in an accident it would not be safe because it'll probably rip off the back of the seat so i probably don't recommend it um and yeah i did i used it for about 20 minutes um until we started going over dirt roads and potholes and whatnot and then i decided against it um but for 20 minutes i'm not gonna lie it was handy Uh, So that's another tip. But like I said, the bag one is just, that's my favorite. It's just like pull the little bag out. You can, because there's nothing worse than having to sit there in the flight, get up, reach for your bag, especially if your toddler is clinging to you, which Bo is always clinging to me on the plane. Um, I would have to hold him to try and reach my bag. It just is so hard. Um, So having that extra bag with everything that I know I'm going to need for the flight including his bottle of water, which always ends up squirting everywhere because of the pressure of the plane. You've got to kind of like undo the lid. Otherwise you end up with the first time around. It took me a while to figure out what was actually happening and water was just squirting everywhere. So if you do have a water bottle um, and you open it, it usually does end up squirting everywhere until you um, release the lid a little bit, give it a bit of a pressure release. Um, I'm just trying to look at my notes because I know there's some other things that I mentioned. Um, extra bag in the bag. I always get a window seat. I know some people are like, why would you want to sit near the window? You can't easy access or, you know, get in and out. I always change Bo's nappy just before we get on the plane. Like I said, it hasn't always worked. He's um had a few blowouts before and I have had to change him. But at the end of the day, people have to move for you, don't they? So we prefer the window seat because it actually keeps Bo occupied. He loves looking out the window for a little bit. Um, and it's just good that we don't have to worry about people because kids with their hands and their feet, like it's bad enough um, on the Jetstar flight we struggled because he was like kicking the lady's seat in front of us. And I was trying to obviously minimize it. Um, but he's just like, we just had no room. So of course they're going to reach out and want to touch things. And I found that by sitting at a window seat, you only have to worry about one person, not two. Um, and like I said, if you have to get up to change, they have to get up and move. So that's um, not your you know not your fault um look extra leg room this is why i love flybys brenton's always like oh why do you even need? like because i always have a go at him for not taking the flybys card like it pays off i'm just like this helped me so many times on virgin get upgrades and be able to get extra leg room because that makes so much difference um and i thought like when i was flying jetstar back from canberra i really appreciated my flybys points um that i could use through virgin so extra leg room obviously it can be expensive if you, if you don't have points, but if you don't have flybys or anything like that, I do recommend them because the points come in handy at times like this. Another thing I recommend is Bo and I have this thing called the Quiet Book. Um, we bought ours from Hurley Burly Toys on the Gold Coast. But you can go on Amazon if you type in the quiet our quiet book or the quiet book. There are a lot of different versions of them and they're books that have different activities on every page they're usually they're really crafty um they're like felt there's um i don't know how to describe it there's like buckles and things so the kids can put the buckles on and off you can put clothes in the washing machine there's like a fishing activity on one of them it's like they're a bit educational they're sensory items um and i don't use that book really any other time except for when we travel because then when i pull it out he's a bit excited about it again he's like oh wait a minute i haven't seen this book in a while uh, and it's just good for hand eye coordination. And it also passes a bit of time, so have a look at the quiet book if you, especially if you're traveling long haul. I think it'd be really handy. Not that toddlers pay like you know toddlers all their activities last about ten minutes. They've got very short attention spans, which is why I try and have as many of these tricks up my sleeves as I can. Um, and stickers. Oh, Bo is obsessed with stickers, so I just take those little books that I take him. I might take like a little blank notebook, buy a couple of packs of stickers. And he will sit there for quite a long time pulling stickers off and just piling them on top of each other. He just gets quite the thrill out of that. Um, So if you can get stickers and a sticker book um, that my son, just so you know too, I know we've mentioned it before, but he's 22 months old uh, and these are the activities that kind of keep him busy. Um, I must admit when he doesn't sleep as much as like he's like a good traveler, it's busy because I have to keep like constantly keep him like feeding him. Keeping all the activities so he doesn't get to the point where he's escalated, like and kind of loses his mind. He's not frustrated because we're always keeping him busy with different activities. Um, and like I said, he's got his dummies too, and his dummies are he's just he just loves them and he's so relaxed with them. So that is such a good to have, like good thing to have is a comfort t- toy or comfort, you know, something that you know comforts them. Um, thank God for dummies. Can I just say, like, I was pretty, I think I was anti them at the start. And he didn't have them for quite a few months because he didn't like them. It wasn't until he was like, maybe three or four months I brought, because he was just such a bad sleeper. I'm like, surely the dummies are going to help. Uh, they didn't help sleep all that much, but it must have been now. He's very attached to them. That's how he self-settles. And I um, can't even think about the day I have to get rid of these things. So yeah, if your child likes dummies, to definitely um, take the dummies now, I did Google, like, top tips for flying with toddlers and young kids. So these are just the ones that I've kind of mentioned. Like I said, short haul, my, like, experience. Um, I do dress him in layers because sometimes the planes can be freezing. Sometimes they can be really warm. So it's always handy to have a few layers to be able to, you know, chuck them on and off if needed. Um, and also they're good to have because the seat belts that you usually have, especially if you're a child sitting on your knee, always like your belt is sticking into their back and it's really uncomfortable so i usually just stuff one of his jumpers or something down in between our belts so it's not hurting him because i found that that was really annoying him um so what did they say on google they're saying book early morning departures but like i said um for me it's i work around nap time if i can if not i do agree with early morning and also later in the day you find I've got a lot of family who work in the airline industry. Later, the later you are in the day, the more chances you are of uh, getting bad weather and also your flight being delayed or cancelled if you're flying Jetstar. Um, so obviously don't overpack because if you've got to lug a kid around, um, that is not fun. And another thing I take, I take a pram everywhere with me. We bought um, one of those, oh, is it called a City Elite pram or something that folds up really easy? Uh, we just bought it on Marketplace. We thought it was one of the travel ones, but it's actually like a running one. It's quite big and heavy, but it does pack away easy. Um so if you can get a travel pram, um I would recommend doing that. But some airlines will let you take so you can check in the pram, so that you can obviously bring it with you, but you can take the pram to the gate. So, you know, I found that easier. Like some people are like, don't you just want to get rid of it? But for me, if I'm carrying the backpack and bow, Like, I like to have the pram there as an option to get him around if I need to chuck him in it, feed him, do what I need to do. Um, And I always take the pram to the gate, and I've found that to be pretty easy. Um, Also, when you're traveling with kids, you do get, I think it's three or four items that you can take at no extra charge, which includes like a pram, a car seat, a bed, portico, whatnot. Um, So, you know, if you do need to take all those things, they're usually no extra charge. Obviously, just check the different airlines because especially with budget airlines, you never know what you're doing. Um, so Google, this is what we've come up with. It actually says a lot of the same things. Um, obviously, book an early morning flight, save your mileage upgrades for toddler free travel. Um, this is probably what I'll be doing when Bo turns two uh, because we did so much travel before he was two. Um, it will be nice if like he has his own seat, but I definitely use my points a lot. Um talk to your kids about what to expect. Um, as I mentioned, I kept like saying to Bo, we're going on a plane. Uh, I look, I don't know if that helped or not, but he did love talking about it. Um, they say dress in layers and skip shoes with shoelaces. Um, I usually only have velcro shoes for Bo anyway because it's a lot easier. Number five, bring surprises. There you go. I could have written this article. Um consider using a smaller stroller. I highly recommend that because mine is a bit heavy and especially now I'm pregnant like it actually drives me nuts. Also with my other suitcase, the one that Brenton broke, Um, just to put that out there again. My tyre is also breaking, the wheel on it, and I've only got two wheels. It's not one of those fancy ones that you can just push around. If you have the option of choosing a suitcase, um, get the four wheels. You can like wheel around easily, light. Um, I do recommend that because my suitcase is a nightmare. Uh, This is just Pack just enough. Like I said, pack all the food, all the snacks that you need, like your kid's favorite snacks, whatever you need to feed as much food as you can. Um, Packing list, they've got like sanitizer. Oh, my God, wipes. How can I not forget wipes? I do carry a lot of wipes with me and the wipes have been amazing. So I use wipes for everything. Do have those in your little second bag that you're going to pull out uh, and keep with you because that's really handy. Obviously, my headphones and phone I keep in that little bag too. excuse me all this talking on my own is really getting to me um and i will wrap it up in a minute um get ready for security okay this is probably the most annoying part of traveling with a toddler especially on your own most of the flights i've done actually all the flights brenton hasn't been on a flight with us yet usually because he's working or he drives down to melbourne so that we can put a lot of stuff in the car um but when you're on your own you must admit like you should have seen the sweat i should even post the picture because i took a picture of myself and i was just sweating like by the time you get through security and get to the gate and you change the baby it's just like it's hectic Uh, and security you've got to take everything off you've got to put everything in but also don't feel any pressure like i see a lot of people trying to rush and you know i just took my time at the end of the day i'm like well unless you're going to help me you can wait as long as you need to wait And people are usually pretty good. Like I've had a lot of people who offer, I wait to get off the plane last usually because I can't be bothered fighting the crowds. And by the time we get off the plane, usually our baggage has arrived anyway. So um, I just take my time and a lot of people have walked past me before offering to get my bags or if I needed help. So um, if you're a traveler without kids, um, not that you'd be listening to this podcast, um, we thank you for your service. Um, prepare for air pressure okay this one if your child has recently had an ear infection or cold get your doctor's approval before flying okay Um, so obviously your ears are gonna hurt because sometimes our ears hurt i've found if they don't like dummies get them sucking on a drink or like one of those yogurts like the squeezy yogurts um just something that is going to hopefully help their ears by all means use pull-ups I use pull-ups all the time anyway because I'm lazy and I really think I've forgotten how to change a nappy properly. We just use pull-ups now, so I'm a bit scared about having to do that again with this one. Um, But pull-ups are very handy in situations like this, especially when I had the extra leg room. Um, I didn't have anyone sitting next to me on one of the flights and I did just change bow on the spot and it actually made it really handy. Seat kids away from the aisle. Well, as I suggested, I prefer the, um, the window seat. Beware of germs. Well, isn't that like hello? He goes to daycare, so I'm not too worried about that one, as you can imagine. Keep your composure. (laughs) Like that's something that you can do. Uh sometimes. Obviously, yeah, great. Try and stay relaxed, but you know. Kids. Uh, and choose an airline with kid friendly perks. Well, that's this is obviously an American side, yep. Um so there's some just some tips. I hope there's something in here that you might hold on to. Um, like I said, I've given you everything that I kind of use. Um uh you know just be flexible try and have fun traveling with kids can be a freaking nightmare especially if you're traveling with more than one like i see people come on the plane i'm like oh my god you guys are just doing amazing um i think when bo's a bit older and interested more in technology like it can be a bit easier for kids um this is kind of a hard age because they are toddlers and they do have crazy outbursts and and whatnot but just you know and kids cry and all that kind of stuff but don't put any pressure on yourself um especially like i said i've only been on short haul flights i can't imagine like taking Bo at this age like would turn me off going on a long haul flight even if someone said to me tomorrow let's go to hawaii i like i'll pay for your ticket i'll be like "Mm, can we wait a few years (laughs) um because i think it'd either be easier being a newborn where you can breastfeed because that was really handy when Bo was breastfeeding um being able to do that then now he's like just has to keep busy all the time unless he's sleeping so that is first of all my travel, um, my travel tips, and how traveling with Bo has been. Um, in the car, very similar. Like a three-hour car trip, I always hope that he sleeps for a bit of it. We have all his music downloaded. We have shows if needed. He's got his comfort dummies and his t- teddies, and um, I don't feed Bo solids in the car. He sits upright. Um, I don't feed him solids. I know a lot of parents do. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but it's just one of my things I'm not comfortable with. Freaks me out. So, I, But I will feed him pouch stuff. Um, so I know I take a few packet things. We do try and stop quite a lot as well if we're traveling in the car. Let him stretch his legs. Um, get some fresh air. That makes a big difference. Um, yeah, but that's all. I think I've given you all my plane travel tips. So your travel tips with a toddler, with Tara, has come to an end. I appreciate it if you've made it this far, having to listen to my lonely voice again this week um and i am looking forward to having my partner in crime kayla back i haven't even caught up with her for like i haven't seen her for nearly a month almost i think so this will be the longest we've gone without seeing each other so i am looking forward to seeing her and getting back to our regular programming um, and doing our little quickie episodes and things like that Um, i'm going to finish cleaning the house because we have an inspection tomorrow and then i have to go pick up Bo from daycare so i thank you again for listening Um, And I look forward to speaking to you guys again next week. See you guys.